It's time. It's time for the Hadit.com radio show. Hadit.com radio is an in-depth look at all things VA. If you need help with the VA, log on to Hadit.com. Now, here's your host, Gerald Cook. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, on this eighth day of uh, October 2015. We're here with our co-host, Jay Basser. And today we're going to discuss uh, records and uh, uh, Department of Veteran Affairs. Uh, you know, it's so important to have your records. Uh, every time you go to the VA, get a copy of your progress notes. And uh, if you have x-rays, get copies of those. Now, I've had them even put my x-rays on this and stuff. They never give me any trouble doing that. Uh, so I would I would really recommend uh, this happening. One of the reasons being, should a veteran pass on and the family want to pursue possibly a wrongful death suit or what have you. For instance, we had a uh, good friend of ours here, uh, uh, Mike Sasser, he had a stretch. He, he had passed on, and his wife was telling me she went to get his records and uh, medical records. This was at the hospital now, and uh, they told her she had to have a court order from the judge, and it had to be notarized. Now, that, <laughs> that's the craziest thing I ever heard. But uh, now, and then she was fixing to go to the VA and try to get copies from them also, his me- medical records and x-rays and what have you. So we're waiting to see what transpires there. So uh, the reason being here, you want to keep these records updated the best you can so you don't have to go back four, five, or six, or seven years uh, even. It's a lot easier just to go back, uh, you know, a short distance of time, say six months or what have you than it is to go back several years. Uh, But keep that in mind and keep your records updated. Uh, John, uh, don't you think that's a good idea? Gerald, I think it starts a lot younger than that. Um, This is some advice. Any young folks out there that are in the service, even contemplating joining the service, if you have any issues at all, if you go to sick call, no matter if it's for an ingrown toenail or a runny nose, have the tech give you a copy of that report they wrote on you. And if you are far from home when you're in the service, like maybe you're on a ship or in the Navy out to sea, put that sucker in an envelope and dress that to home and instruct your parents or whoever to put that in a shoebox in your room. You keep everything you can, and you try to keep yourself a copy and put one somewhere else. Because, believe me, things disappear. I don't know what caused them, but, you know, if you get hurt, all of a sudden the records are purged, and you have no proof of that. And it happens to a lot of good people. Make sure you get everything you do in the service, make sure you get a record of it. If You you know, sometimes people get medals and things like that, and they're supposed to get the paperwork and records of it, but everything gets mixed, lost in the cracks and shuffle, and this guy deserves a Purple Heart and is waiting 100 years to get it. You know, yeah, the military is a big, true. busy place, okay? Yeah. It is a big, busy place. It's a conglomerate. So confusion will be the norm. Uh, <laughs> right, Jerry? That's right. Uh, you know, when I first went in the service, somebody told me, uh, said, now's the time, <clears throat> if you haven't already, he said, now's the time to start a diary and every day at the end of the day 
write down, you know, what transpired that day. He said, keep this diary because later on you'll be uh, real thankful that you did. And I think a diary is even illegal in a court of law, isn't it, John? Yeah, it's not a... It's not if, a if, if you've kept it religiously updated every day. Um, diary makes for... Uh, Makes for good uh, communications like uh, TV viewing and things like that. So you know, but uh, makes for a good record for you. That's your own personal record. You can say on this particular date and time, I was at you know sick call because when I was in the service, uh, we had a medic uh, there in the company. And you just went down to him, and he'd give you a box of these APCs or whatever. I don't know what they were, but uh, or some mouthwash or uh, throat lozenges or what have you. And and nothing was ever noted in your records. Uh, so you have you have no proof unless you went to the actual hospital or med station. Right. And, uh, which most of us didn't because it was really frowned upon. Right. Now, if you are out of service and you don't have your records, you can get your records. Uh, if a veteran passes away, his uh, immediate family members, his mother, his father, his spouse, widow, son, daughter, brother or sister are authorized to get his files. That's federal law, and that's a little, uh, I think Mike's wife needs to use this federal law, man, because that's, uh, they lied to her. Now, to obtain those records, you can request them online at www.archives.gov. That's the St. Louis Military Personnel Public Index. You can go online and request them. They'll get your form, sign it, send it in to them. Or you can mail a letter or the standard form SF-180, request pertaining to military records. You can get a copy online. You can fill it out. And you can send it to the National Personnel Records Center, 1 Archive Drive, St. Louis, Missouri, 63138. Or you can fax the letter, the 180, to 314-801-9195. Don't be surprised if you get a letter back saying we are having difficulty finding your records since your last name begins with, uh, was it under H or whatever. We had a fire in 1971 in St. Louis. We can, you know, your records are hard to find. Well, first of all, if you just got out of service in 2008, I got news for you. Unless you was in the military for 50 years, they've got your records. <laughs> I've heard so yeah, many they, tales about the fire. <laughs> oh, yeah, man, uh, I have too. And they've told me numerous times that mine all got burned up. Yeah, because your name is right the circle of the But, uh, yeah, they're notorious. I don't know. It must be an inside joke or something that they, they I don't do, know why. Uh, uh, I've talked to so many people. They said, "Well, they told me my records are burned up. What am I going to do?" When did you go in? When it's fixed. Yeah, that's kind of a you know. It's still kind of strange, though, how the record center would catch on fire. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I wonder what kind of bonus that guy got. <laughs> Conspiracy theorists are really on fire about that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. <clears throat> right, there's other ways to get records too, Gerald. If you are a member of a reserve component, that's a different issue. Their records are in different locations. Now, the Navy used to be in New Orleans, but I think Katrina took all of them out to sea. <laughs> that might have done it. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see. Let's see here. Yep. Yes. On July 12, 1973, 
a disastrous fire at the NPRC destroyed 16 to 18 million office military personnel files. These records were affected. If you were discharged January 1st, 1912 to January 1960, 80% of the records are gone. If you're discharged September 25th, 47 to January 1st, 1964, with names after, after Hubble, Hubbard, James E. Hubbard, 75% of those records are gone. They are toast, crispy critters. And these people have no way to file a claim. I took out 80% of people, and that, that took out uh, World War One and World War Two, Gerald. Yeah, it did. Took out a lot of them. Yeah. And they almost got part of Vietnam. Yeah. Ooh, lordy. Talking about a win-win. A lose-lose for the veteran. Yeah. Well, yeah. part of uh, you know, that worked better than the shredder. Them shredders, yeah. you know, they burn them up. They wear them out so quick. I would say probably overheat the shredder caused that fire. That <laughs> <laughs> probably was. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm speculating things like that. But, folks, you can make your own minds up about the fire. You know, if you think it was Crispy Critter Syndrome or not, it's whatever you want to think. It's all in your imagination, your mind. You can believe what you want to. That's the, that's that's one of the beneficiaries of being a free free person to believe what you want. But now, if you're in the reserves, they used to have you have to, you used to, have to contact New Orleans to get your records. If you're in the National Guard unit, contact your state National Guard, and they'll put you in the right, the right position to get them. Air Force and things like that are uh, St. Louis. Coast Guards, I think, St. Louis, and Army and Marine Corps, which Marine Corps is part of the Navy, so it'd be both. And uh, But now, that's how to get your official personnel records. Now, if you are a veteran, Gerald will back me up on this a thousand percent, and you have a claim filed within the VA, or you've had a claim filed before within the VA and it's over with and done, you can contact the VA, send a foreman, and get your serv- or you can get your your claims folder. And that is probably the second most important document you've ever received in your life, because you need to make sure that it's all intact. Go ahead, Joe. Folks, you got to know what is in your claims folder. I'm telling you. I went years and years here. They kept saying, well, you just don't have much to work with now. What in the world are you talking about? All this information, documentation, and all this and that I've sent in. Uh, letters from doctors and, and IMOs and uh, IMEs. What in the world are you talking about? Well, I finally come to the conclusion after uh, my attorney sent me a copy of what they'd sent him, which didn't even resemble a claim file, that... I might not even have a claim file. So I put in a formal request for one using a form 150 or 180 or whatever the form was. Anyway, I sent it in. And uh, they responded back that I will be receiving my claim file. Sounds to me like they plan on sending the complete C file, which... uh, wasn't what I requested. I wanted to see my claims folder that these raiders and adjudicators are looking at. Because I believe the information I've sent in throughout the years is not there. And I want to know what are they looking at? Is it the same thing I'm looking at? And obviously it's not. Uh, So Folks, it's critical if you live close to your regional office, uh, it's an imperative. You go down and lay your eyeballs on that claims folder and you go through it to see 
if they're looking at the same thing, you get some That's right. It, now, it, it can save you years of lost time. In, in, any investment there's ever been denied due to service records not being available or or evidence not being available was listed in the service. Um, there's a statute, Title 38 CFR 3.156, and that means missing service department records. So if you get denied for 10 years and they finally award your claim based on the records they received 10 years later because they couldn't find them, and they lowball or your effective date is closer to the after 10 years, then they should go back and pay you from day one. Very important. It is important. And it's important to know, uh, stay abreast of your, your claims folder. That thing, it's got to match what you've kept on there in your claims folder. It should match what they have. And uh, if not, don't. Things start messing, coming up messing. It's not in mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's about as that's about as you better do something. That's about, about as bad as your daughter playing jacks on your driveway and mommy calls her to do something else. She leaves them on there and you pull up in the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. documentation, you want to know for certain that it's in your claim folder. And, That's, right. Uh, That's right. And the only way I know to do it is get a copy of it. And every so often, get a copy, an updated copy of your claim folder. you got to be careful there, Gerald. Once they give you a copy... And they care that you got a copy of it. You can ask for a copy of anything new. But if you ask for a copy yeah. old, they're going to send you a bill. Yes, they will. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I meant keep, keeping yours updated with. Uh, yeah. With yeah, the new stuff. New, new information. Uh, just, you got to keep. <laughs> I'm telling you, you got to be a bookkeeper do this stuff. Uh, it, it's horrible. And it's, uh, it, uh, veterans have to do things that they don't have the schooling for or the temperament for. But it's got to be done. If you have someone in your family that will help you, you know, college kid or even high school kid can do a lot of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, helping you keep your records organized and squared away. Well, you know, actually, you could use that. Uh, you could use a college kid or a high school kid and help you do your records and turn them like that. You're teaching them a valuable skill. Yes, you are. Filing system, proper filing system. If you're like me, mm-hmm. I got junk scattered from one end to the other. Actually, George, you got stuff to get out of old Missouri. <laughs> I did. All the way to Springfield. <laughs> yeah, I did lose a bunch of papers uh, through the tornado. Uh, yep. So there's another reason. Get everything on a flash drive you possibly can uh, and, and keep it uh, put away. Yeah. Updated ever so often. Now, Gerald's talking flash drive, and that makes a lot of sense. Now, Gerald and I have gone one step further. We're using these uh, external hard drives. And we keep that thing locked up with a fireproof safe. Yes. So. That's important, folks. 
quite reasonable now. You can mm-hmm. buy a really nice one for, what, under 100 uh, Oh, you buy two terabytes for under 100 Yeah. Yeah. And, sell, uh, get that'll hold a, a tremendous amount of data, two terabytes. Uh, so, uh, and they're small enough, you can put them in your shirt pocket. Uh, yeah. So that way... Uh, you can keep them with you or whatever, but uh, uh, you know, in case your house catch fire, at least you got most of them. I've got a little trap door in my safe, Gerald, that I can open up. Yeah. And I've got one of them extension USB cords. Yeah. I run through that opening and uh, I can sit in another room and plug it in and save it. Not have well, to move that's it. a good idea. That yeah. way it's, uh, <clears throat> it's well protected, because I imagine that safe's yeah. waterproof, too. Yeah, so, so. it not matter whether it's fire or water. Well, the doors are heavy. It's just, it's just it's real heavy to handle and work with and stuff. And it's good for storage stuff, you know, but you don't want to be open yeah. in five minutes. Yeah. You know, but, uh... You know, uh, if you like me, a lot of veterans need someone that's uh, got the patience and will help you keep stuff in a proper order. Uh, One thing about the VA, Gerald, they'll teach you patience, buddy. Well, (laughs) I don't know whether it's patience or what it is, but uh, Mm -hmm. you got to have patience. Some of these folks on had it, and, and uh, just you know, you can just tell what the VA is doing to them. Yeah. Uh, and it's, I don't mean to sound you know, morbid or mean, but I mean it's just I, we've been through this, folks. It's not, uh, it's nothing new. I mean, we've been going through it for over 20 years now, and uh, and we just, you know, we do feel for you, but don't get me wrong. But it's kind of like been there, done that, and there's really nothing we can do to speed the process up. Looks like there would be, but uh, yeah, if anyone figure out how, let us know. I've only seen one, and that was a World War II veteran in his 90s. He got a BVA hearing in less than a month. Yeah, but that's the exception, I think, John. Uh, that's hardship. If you're 90 years old, if you got a terminal disease, you're supposed to do that. Uh, they're supposed to. Uh, yeah. I think now, uh, before they can classify you, isn't it 75? No, it's 90. Oh, it's, it's 90. 90. 90 years old. 90 years old. Yeah. Yeah, they got that raised up, too. Yeah. Probably something doing the Federal Register. I'd like to change the stuff in the Federal Register. There's, uh, it, it, it's just not good what they put, put the veterans through. And, uh, we have an election coming up. Let's hope whoever gets in the office will be uh, veteran friendly and hopefully change some of this stuff. There's always hope.
in the trash pile you go. They got these That's pretty sad. Around these, these shredders on them. They got shredder bins. I mean, they must own the company that makes these shredders. It's the only thing I can think. Well, it's always it's kind of a catch twenty two. Yeah, big old trucks. I seen one pull up last time I was at the VA. Yeah, they do have shredder services. Yeah, shredder services pull right up. Come in there with the big old look like a trash bin pulling in. my God, that whole lot of records. <laughs> yeah. Dude, shred them up. Yeah. Hopefully it's not just uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't really care too much they did at the hospital, Gerald, but they start seeing pulling up the breathing office, you better think again. Think again. Yeah. I hear that. <laughs> Bad enough at the hospitals. Yeah. But no, it's important. Now, it's not just the fact that you get your records. You need to scrutinize every page. Identify every page. Read every page thoroughly. Take a break from it. Go back and do it again. You will not believe that some of the people's things people find. And It could be the difference you being I seventy percent and getting IU, or you getting hundred percent schedule. Uh, that could happen, yeah. Yeah. And so. you'll see where they they've made mistakes, uh, uh, whether it's accidental or intentional. It don't matter. The mistake was made, and you got to be the one to catch it and call them on it. Uh, say, hey, this is a mistake. Uh, this bit ain't the way this thing was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it tickles me to death, Gerald. It's not, uh, you know, it's all you can do is laugh at it, but there's a couple of rules up there in the Title 38 CFR Part 3, which is the adjudication standard set by the Congress. And you got the Title 38 CFR Part 4, which is the Schedule for Writing Disabilities. Well, the Schedule for Writing Disabilities lists each disability. Each level of disability with a percent percentage at the end of the rating. Okay, and those assigned percentages are based on what's in the record. But every time you see something from the VA, correspondence wise, they look at this like the CFR is open for negotiation or interpretation. Well, even though you look like you meet the requirements for 100%, we're only going to pay you 80% because we don't believe you're that sick. <laughs> yeah. Now, that's, yeah. that's bad. Yeah. So. And, uh, you know, we do have a lot of veterans being lowballed. Um, and some of them just accept it because they're just tired, you know, they're tired of food. Don't give they up. Don't give it up. It on. Yeah, they should probably don't. Yeah, that's right. If it, if it shows they're, they're entitled to 100%, and they're only paying them 80, then they need to call them on the carpet and get that 100%. Well, uh, as long as you've got a good copy of your records, you've got some good support helping you do your claim inside the family. And you get denied from the VA, and you're going back after it with a notice of disagreement or reconsideration, you are empowered to get some form of legal help. Now, you might have a VSO working with your veteran service organization, and that's all fine and well. they got some good ones, and you can use that. Personally, 
I would recommend an attorney who does nothing but this or a claims agent who does nothing but this. They have more incentive to win your claim and do better for you than somebody that doesn't get paid to do it. You know, that's just personal feeling that but uh I've seen it over and over again. It pays off. So in the long run it does pay off and and remember something, when you do if you do get an attorney or even a BSO, that's not necessarily an indicator that uh, or uh, is an instrument that's going to make your claim just sail through the system because, believe you me, they don't make their life easy either. Uh, uh, so you got to be patient with them. And remember, they're waiting on a payday, too, in case, uh, you know, if you have an attorney. And and they uh, they want to see your claim get done, obviously. And uh, But they can't force the system to do this, that, or something other. Uh, and they have to wait like you do. Only thing they... They, when the time to move, they know when the time to move is and to make the move, where you might not necessarily know that. Uh, and they're supposed to keep your attorney abreast of everything, which they don't do, and it's up to you to be sure any correspondence you get yourself that your attorney has a copy of it. And uh, bear in mind, the uh, BA don't always send the attorney a copy, so uh, that's going to have pull back on you to be certain that they did get notified, same as you have. <laughs> I didn't get a copy of my last war decision, Gerald. I had to call and get well, it. You did. Did I really get this award or did I? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I guess I got to get upset that they were lost. I don't know. You know, so, I mean, it's kind of weird. I mean, be careful your correspondence with the BA. Be very careful. Okay. Occasionally, you have to remind them, too. There's a part in the. Uh, Title 38, Part 3. It says Attitude of Rating Officers. Have you seen that, Gerald? Have you seen that, Gerald? Uh, no, I haven't. I don't believe I might have. It basically explains to them that a veteran is a disabled person trying to get an earned benefit. It basically tells them to be the regional office in order to treat him with respect and uh, don't degrade him or anything like that. So he got to go and read that. Sometimes you need to put a copy of that with your claim. reminded of that, John. Uh, all too many times, I think they become very hard-hearted uh, over time uh, because uh, they seem to come to the conclusion that they're they're in some kind of competition with the veteran. It's their job mm-hmm. to keep the veteran from from getting any benefits, and uh, some of them, I believe, look at it that way. Yeah, but they don't care what what your evidence is. Uh, well, that really supports the mission, isn't it? The well, mission's a non-adversarial uh, system. <laughs> well, it's supposed to be non-adversarial, but it's turned turned into an adversarial uh, mm-hmm. thing. Uh, when it'd be so easy, just pick up phone call veterans and say, "Hey, what about this here? I'm not, I don't understand it." Or instead of stamping it denied, uh, that problem could probably be solved with a, 
a 30-second phone call. Or a yeah, they won't do that. They won't do that. Mm-mm. And so consequently, it costs the veteran another year or two uh, waiting. Yeah. Till, till That's sad. That's was, sad. Well, it, it's, uh, it's horrible. It's horrible. That's sad. You know, when the veteran, I mean, the veteran gets good exercise, though. They got a good program to make you jump through hoops and tight walk with tight rope and give you a C&P exam and make you run from here to there. Yeah. And don't care if you're on option or not. <laughs> no. Okay, yeah, so I can be there. 
Yep. Okay. It's I'll, on I'll file that way. I call the Secretary of State. That's the first thing I done when yeah. I got out of the yeah. service uh, was yeah. went and had mine recorded at the courthouse, uh, yeah. county seat. And I, I advise anyone getting out of the service to do the same thing. Uh, well, now it's kind of automatic, Gerald. Automatic, Oh, it is. Yeah. Uh, if you're in Deers, it's pretty, you know. When was you in the service call? Uh, that's, I was in the late 80s, um, 90, at the first Gulf War. Okay. Uh, I was, that's when I was in. Um, right when um, I was in, when, when President Clinton, he uh, downsized and they gave everybody, they gave everybody um you know, some cash, cash for separation, separation, or a lot of people. Leverage package. Yeah. 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 And that was Liberal Gate. Yeah. yeah Kick everybody up, sink all the ships. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I guess so that's that. Your state's got a copy of that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, if he lives yeah. there in St. Louis, John, couldn't it be there in St. Louis, even? Oh, uh, no, it'd have to be in, It would be there, but you're better off going to the to the state capitol and uh, go on to St. Louis, the or the Senate, but uh, stateillinois.gov and look up. Uh, you can probably find the Illinois Department of Veteran Affairs, and you can probably request it online through them. Okay. Oh, yeah, It'd be quicker be than busy. 90 days. 90 days. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You could walk to Chicago in 90 days and get it and walk back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I just couldn't believe that when I saw that. I'm like, 90 days? I was, you know, what are those people doing? Uh, because, yeah, I, I have talked to the National Archive here in St. Yeah. Louis. And they were telling me a lot of their records and everything were lost because of a fire and, and this and that. And I'm just like, well, you served after the fire, buddy. Yeah. I, what branch of service was you? What branch of service was you? I was in the army. Okay. Yeah, your records are St. Louis. Have you got a VA claim file now? No, I. I did put in a claim for um, for depression because uh, I went through uh, like an assessment and they, you know how they ask you if they, if you had so many dreams if you had this and that yeah. and so they referred me to the mental health clinic and then they had me taking um, all of those drugs for a while and going to see um, a, a, a therapist and. Yeah. Yeah. Then I got wise and started studying some stuff and um, got off that medication and and my brain's doing much better. I'm studying law and I feel much better. Um, I lost 30 pounds, changed my diet. And good deal. And then the thing is, I went to the uh, to the therapist, to the doctor, the psychiatrist, and I said. Uh, can you give me a, a release from uh, your care? And he, he says, no, I can't do that. He said, I can't do that. He said, most people just stop coming. I said, no, that's not what I want. I said, I've been under your care. Well, I said, now, I said, I feel much better. I told you I stopped taking the medication. And... Because when I went for um, uh, I went for a checkup, you know they can tell when your blood pressure goes down and you lose weight. And so um, it was during the flu season, and they asked me over fifty times to take a flu shot, and I told them, "No, not today. Uh, maybe next time." But I wasn't going to take a flu shot because if you can't tell me what's in that medication. I'm not going to put that in my body. Yeah. So, uh, 
But this guy was not giving me a release. He said I could not do that. Uh, so now you, if, so if you filed, did you file a claim on that? Did you get a decision letter on that or what? Well, they they gave me a they sent me back one and said, well, we don't feel like yeah, that depression was coming from uh, was done during the mil- during your time in the service. Even yep. though at that, even at that time I did see a uh, a therapist when I was uh, at Fort Riley at my first duty station. Mm-hmm. But I said, well, I'm not even going to, uh, they said you have a year to, to dispute it and everything. Yeah. But I I said, um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go through that because they will, uh, if you start to take it, then they say you are a ward of the state and you're mentally, uh, uh, Incapable of taking care of your on your own affair, and so you're the uh, That's for very seriously personnel with bad situations, PTSD. Um, they can award a fiduciary to some person, some people. But if you're not bad enough and you show proof that you can pay your own bills, they won't do that. So, but it really depends on you and yourself, your situation. No, I, no, I, I, uh, I said forget about it. I said I would rather uh, go to court to be completely emancipated because, you know, they have a thing where if you're a minority under a law that says you are a child and. I want to be over the age, the age of majority. So they're saying you can handle, I can handle my own affair, and to uh, do some other things in law. But uh, yeah. So uh, oh, you're going to law school now? Oh no, I wouldn't go to law school. I, I I'm like a lot of other people who study. Uh, you study at home. You go to the law library and do these other things because every man's supposed to know the law. And but if you go to law school and become a, a bar attorney, a bar, you're into something else. And uh, I'm not. I, I don't want to be an attorney. But I want. You know, I want to know. You want to know what the law says? What's that? You want to know what the law says, but you don't want to get the uh, extra degree to go up and make it open for interpretation to interpret the laws into something else. That's what attorneys do. Attorneys try to interpret law. Yeah. Well, they only learn procedures. They don't deal with the Constitution. They only deal with procedures and this and that. But, uh, but every man should know his rights and how to enforce his rights. That's right. So, and if you don't know how to enforce your rights, you don't have any rights. And so you will just get ran over by the system. And um, and so today, a lot of people are are studying uh, lawful the difference between lawful things and legal things. And you just uh, learn how to deal with the situation, how to deal with with the corporation. Brother, I want to thank you for your endeavors and good luck with that. I'm proud of you. Well, thank you very much. But I, I did enjoy my time in the service, and um, you know, I, I think sometimes everybody should do two years just to get the discipline and the work ethic, and we probably would turn some things around in this country. But uh, yeah, we would too. I believe it would too. But the thing is, the way, you know, active you serve, especially some of the vets that have come back from Afghanistan and some of the other campaigns, you know, uh, we're not getting our just due and they're not getting their recognition. So, uh, so we need to have uh, advocates like you guys to uh, help people to uh, make their claims and get those things right. Well, we just want to be certain we can give them the best uh, information.
information we possibly can uh, uh, because my land, it's a complex world when you're dealing with the VA. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the run of the, the layperson, such as myself, you know, and, and John there, uh, uh, we've been, been involved with this for quite a few years, and, and uh, you know, uh, still dealing with the VA, and they're not good people. There's some good people that work for the VA, but the higher-ups, uh, uh, the head of the VA, the controlling en- entities of the VA are the scoundrels, I believe, and ultimately I think it all comes down to Congress. Congress should... Uh, straighten this mess out. That's what we got them up here for. They uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. let the BA run, run amok and do as they, well, you know, uh, they see Jesus. Well, a lot of these agencies are running amok, but the thing is, they made a contract and they said that they would take care of you when they called you a GI, government issue. And so yeah. if we still have the same thing wrong, if there's something that, uh, you know, you should get your uh, just due. And, and a, lot of God, a lot of people don't know how to do the paperwork. And so that's why I'm saying it. I'm glad that you have, you know, guys like you that assist in these uh, people making their claims to get the, uh, their just due. Because I, I still go to the VA, but because I take I took it on my own to look at my own health, I, I only go for, you know, a couple checkups, and my health has improved uh, so much when I started to, uh, when I got off of their medication and got onto some Mother Nature medication, and uh, my health is improving uh I have no high blood pressure, no diabetes, no, no none of that. And, uh, you know, I'm over 50 years old, so I, I'm, uh, I feel kind of, you know, no broken bones or no nothing, but I, uh, I do take a lot of, you know, natural supplements to put those things back in the body and drink a lot of with clean water. Yeah, there you go. But, you know, we got a lot of vets that that do need a lot of help. Well, we've done several broadcasts on uh, scrutinizing your medication. Uh, Any medication you get from the VA, you need to scrutinize it. Go over it. Be absolutely certain of what you're putting in your body because you have side effects. Oh yeah. Which, what I have an outside uh, uh, internal medicine doctor, and I use him. If he don't approve something, I don't take it, and I let the BA know why. And uh, I said you better have an alternate, and and uh, they so far they've been pretty good, really good working with me on that kind of stuff. But uh, a lot of veterans that. Uh, don't not lucky enough to have an outside internal medicine doctor uh, may not have that option, but at least they can look it up and see what the side effects are and and question. I I question all my medications. Every time I see them, I question. Them. <laughs> oh, yeah. need to touch oh, on yeah. We need to touch on the outside providers, too. So if you guys see doctors on the outside and you want to get a copy of your records there, you can go to that office, call that office, and they've got a form you can fill out, and you can get copies of your records through there. Usually your first copy's free, and you got to pay for the secondaries. Now, my outside doctor put in a portal, and he put me on it where I could go right into Mm-hmm. 
So that really made it handy. That did, didn't it? Yeah, uh, uh, but I, I imagine not all doctors have that. Maybe it's a new deal coming up. Hey, Carl, you remember had it? What's that? Are you a member of Hadit.com? Did, did you join Hadit? Um, no, I haven't. Okay. Okay, there's a... Uh, you can log on to Hadit and join the website, and uh, you can read and get all the information you want about things. And uh, if you want to join, you can. You don't have to join, but you can... Uh, there's a lot of topics and information on about what you're going through. Okay. 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 It's had it dot com. You like it. It's yeah. got every about every it's got an excellent search engine you can use. Any question you have you can type in there and it'll uh there'll be somebody else that have a form on it or something. Good good site. All right, and the spelling of that is H A D I T. Okay. Okay. Had it dot com. All right. Thank, All you, right. Very thank you very much. I will do yeah, okay. definitely do that. Thank you for calling. Thank you for calling. All right. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you for being there. Okay. For being there. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye. Well, he just, you know, he's he got some issues that a lot of other veterans have there. Yeah, and, he needs. Uh, yeah, he needs. And I can understand where he's coming from for sure. He, he should follow up on that claim, though. Uh, yeah, I think he should follow up on that claim. I think yeah. he, he should. Somebody's gotten some advice that they've been signed for this and stuff now. Or you have to be a certain level to get a fiduciary assigned. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah, certainly, he, you know, he don't need a fiduciary. But, no. uh, he don't need a fiduciary, but, you know, he's, I understand how he feels. There's a lot of guys like that. Yes, there is. Yeah. And yeah. at least he's taking control of the situation. That's important. Yep. Yeah. Well, buddy, guess what time it is? It's nearly quitting. It's nearly <laughs> nearly out of time, John. I don't know where this hours went. It seemed like we just got started. Yeah, it seemed like we just got started. Like all good things, they must come to an end. <laughs> From the VA. We discussed getting service records from St. Louis. We get the phone numbers out. We discuss uh, medical service records from uh, outside providers. Yeah. And we the importance of getting your records and what to do with those records once you've got them. We discussed getting good representation. So this is a good show to archive. Yeah. And we got a good caller, so it's been a successful show, Drew. Well, it's been a good show, and uh, uh, kind of relaxing. And you know, folks, we just can't emphasize enough of getting. If you have a claim in the process in the works, getting a yep. copy of your claims folder, and then keeping it updated. Every so often, you you send in say. Well, it's been six months or a year, and I've, I've sent in all this data. You go from your last update up to the, your new up, update. You want to update what they got. 
and uh, keep track what's in that claims folder because it's it's important. It really is because yeah. you don't know when some yo-yo is going to grab that thing and rip half of it out and uh, yeah. to the shredder bin he goes. Yes. Uh, yes. I hate to say that. That's terrible to even have to say, but it's true, and it's happened. Because I got caught doing it. On more than one occasion. They have got caught. Yeah, it's on more than one occasion. So keep track of that claims folder. Know what's in it. What they're looking at. Okay, with that, folks, uh, this will be Gerald Cook and John Stacy will be signing off for now. It's time for the Hadit.com radio show. Hadit.com radio is an in-depth look at all things VA. If you need help with the VA, you've been listening to the Hadit.com blog talk radio show, sponsored by Hadit.com. All opinions expressed here are the opinions of the individuals appearing on the show and are not the opinions of Hadit.com or Blog Talk Radio. Tune in next time for another edition of Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio and the Ask Bachelor Show.